Hi everyone and welcome to Intent, a space for conversation about everyday life with its beauty, messiness and downright difficulties. Has faith just become about Sundays or does it connect with our lived experience each day? This week, maybe unsurprisingly, we're thinking about the Queen, her passing and influence, the conversations that are happening around it all. What do we do in the light of seismic world events? How do we engage with those who have a very different perspective on what has happened? And where is God in it all? You too can join the conversation by tweeting us at intenttalk or by email to jim at balanbaptist.co.uk. We would love to hear from you. But for now, here's the chat. No, I probably better not. They'll beat you up. Come and give you a kick and a headlock and give you a noogie. <laughs> dead arm, cool. I haven't been given a dead arm for a few years. Mm, we can we can sort that. We out. can sort that out. <laughs> it's fine. We can deal with that. Yeah. Well, talking about such things. Um, in this last week, was it since? Well, it's now the Wednesday, the fourteenth of September. So, in the time since mm. we last spoke here, um, the the Queen has passed away, and mm. like the kind of the impact and the the ripples of that continue to be felt. Um, yeah, I don't know, kind of how you you've been affected by it. I mean, clearly, the the whole world has felt that to some extent, or all, all of the connected world has felt that. Um, yeah, uh, what's what's been your I don't know, experience of that. Are you plotting your plan to to go up and pitch your not that you can pitch a tent, but um take some sort of supplies up and go and go and see her as she's lying in what they call it? Um lying in state. Lying in state. Yeah, I don't I don't have a desire within I don't have a desire to go and well I say that. I don't know. I think if the opportunity I think if the opportunity were a little easier, I might <laughs> the thought of queuing for hours and hours and hours. Um does does not does not thrill me, despite it being a British habit or yeah. whatever. Oh British. yeah, that's a good point actually. Um I wonder, so some people are obviously loving it. Yeah. I I just, I'm just not sure that that, that would I that I feel the need to do that. Um I, I think I think more recently for me, and I wasn't aware of it going back years ago, I didn't pay attention to it. I think for me I be made more aware, partly through the work that I do, of her faith, and I think it's something that 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 you know, because there's obviously there's so much out there at the moment. Whether it's everyone's had ready their programs, their articles, their whatever, you know, there's so much to take in. Um, but whatever whatever folk think of a monarchy, and I'm sure you know that's a t- topic that, um people would have difference of opinion on that that's mm-hmm. okay but as a as an individual i think i i've just found myself admiring the person that she was and it happens it just so happens and this is what i was reflecting i was leading prayers for a um licc the, the organization i work for this morning and it happens because lisa was um it's significant for her for her that um on monday the day of the queen's funeral it's the the end of seventh anniversary of her mum's passing and I think when anyone, particularly when someone is significant past, I think a lot of people reflect upon those that they have lost. And I think this happens, you know, regular, you know, just regular funerals, you know, that others in the room, whilst if, they, if they've been through that, there's something uniting about it when you lose somebody. Um, 
that you you have some i mean i would not want to you know as much as we might people might have critical views of the monarchy to have to mourn in public the way that they have to do and the way that they have to fulfill duty no most of us when we go through grief just want to well i say that different communities do it in different ways our i would say the culture I grew up with was, you know, you, you kind of, it was all very, I don't know, sort of stiff up, up, up a lip and mm. hidden away in some ways. But yeah. yeah. Although having said that, I, my work takes me in and around that space, you know, I drive around Buckingham Palace to go and go to work. And um, yeah, I don't know, just. Yeah, it's in, it's interesting to see somebody said on the news last night about just how, and they make these comments. And you think, is this really happening? Like they were talking about the you know the journey that she took from, was it Northolt, isn't it the air the air base she came into from Edinburgh last night, and the journey she took back into Buckingham Palace, and they were saying about how this her death is un, is uniting us as a nation. It's having a uniting effect, and I thought. Is that the sort of statement that just somebody makes in the media and you kind of nod that yes, it is nothing? Is it is it really? Is it really what what is the impact? Does it does it do that in that's, some way? That's an interesting point. I mean, yeah, I mean the telly was on last night, like in in and as it was as they were kind of covering that journey, you know, from 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 her landing to uh, Buckingham Palace. And the whole way there, there were people lining the route. The whole way there. And that was just the the kind of that that's just moving 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 her from one place to another that's not even part of the funeral itself or any part of that kind of ritual kind of thing and yet people were coming out it's a it was a fairly miserable evening as well like kind of people yeah. people wanting to be out to see to see something you know even as they were coming in on the um, main road and stuff like on the on the other side of the hard shoulder you know like people all stopped in the fast lane to kind of see and just to kind of see see a car well past um and yeah is it i mean it, i think they're probably accurate in some sense in terms of that uniting i mean it's not necessarily united in terms of i don't know thought and world view and everything else but you i don't know in the same way that people unite around just having a little sticky beak at anything you know like so there is there is that kind of side of things i think like it's just um it, it's it's something that people want to see and and be a part of for i don't i don't know i mean like we went up to we went up to buckingham palace on saturday like um because we were just like well we live in we live in london um we could we could hop on the hop on a northern line be there fairly quickly uh let's just go and see let's just go and see it and it's not because we um necessarily had a massive desire to go and pay our respects or anything else like that but for for me, certainly, it was just like, well, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's a moment, you know, it's a moment in, in time, and, um, no, and and it wasn't quite just to kind of go down and have some more content for for an Instagram story or something to say oh, I was there kind of thing, but just, yeah, it was just kind of like, I don't know, I, I'm not even sure that I'd say it was important to be there or anything. It just, it felt something like something you could do. Um, that's a very banal way of putting it. But yeah, we just trolled up there with, with two kids, like pulled into Charing Cross. And we just thought, well, we'll just get out. We'll see how busy it is. We'll kind of amble down the mall and see how 
see how far we can get. We'll go down the left-hand side and you can pull off into the park and whatever mm. if you if it's getting a bit hectic. But it wasn't it wasn't too busy. Like it was there was a couple of little bottleneck points, but people are kind of freely walking um and whatever and you could get right down right down to that front kind of tarmac area in front of um Buckingham Palace and in front of the the was it the Victoria Memorial mm. and stuff and we just kind of we just kind of sat there amongst the we just found a little bit of grass just in St James's Park and you just sat there with an ice cream um within that as people kind of brought their their flowers and their I mean it was slightly before the marmalade sandwiches broke out but um like it was, was this was there a thing oh mate it's yeah it's all over the place isn't it like people are bringing like it's a paddington thing that you know she had the uh-huh. skit so people are bringing marmalade sandwiches to leave um which i just yeah i don't know in some ways it's very sweet um the the more castigating people would would say like uh why don't you give give that to somebody who needs some food rather than um just leaving it for the rats but there we go um but yeah maybe a sweet thing for, to do with kids or whatever um so people just kind of leaving the things that they wanted to leave a lot of people there just kind of wanting to be there to see it or or whatever and just it yeah it's just an interesting interesting space to be in like i say i didn't feel like it was too important to be there was more just a case of we didn't really have any plans and we just thought well let's just go and let's go and see this thing that has happened and maybe oh hello who said that the old um the old all the shepherds and that was it shepherds yeah. and then yeah, yeah. like it was well it's just go and have a look you know um and whatever and i don't really have i don't know it like you say i it was it was the moment of the thing and yes i think i've i've probably grown up in quite a kind of not a monarchist family or whatever but one who would not question the um the reality or the importance of having a monarch um wouldn't be necessarily necessarily trying to shake the tree or whatever, but neither is everybody dressing up in union 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 flags every ten minutes. Um, uh, and and so yeah, I I I don't know. It's kind of it's the person of a lady in some ways. It's it's a ninety six year old lady. She had a wonderful life. Um, it's it's brilliant that she she had a faith and articulated that so well through her life. And particularly like you say, I think I've become more aware. It probably says more about me than it does about her become more of aware of the 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 faith grounding in which her communication and life was set you know particularly particularly like the christmas day speech thing you know it's a big mm. thing um and she like there was it felt to me that there was more and more prominence that she was giving to her faith and her beliefs within that however there's also a period in my life when i'm more likely to watch it as well so yeah. i mean <laughs> gonna hold that up there i suppose um but like you say it it touches it touches on grief um and it raises all kind of manner of um connections um with those that you've lost before you know particularly particularly kind of mother mothers and mother figures and and that kind of thing like um sarah's dad um his father uh passed away when when he was only 18 you know as in his his he was 18 when his father died uh and yet his his father was in this country um during the queen's coronation and therefore the queen's passing has connected him almost to, i don't i just it i don't know i'm just not gonna overanalyze it too much but like just in a conversation um he was just talking again about his dad just briefly kind of saying that he was in he was here for the coronation and and whatever in a way that he 
I, I, we very rarely hear conversation about it. You know, it was a, it was a long time ago and, and everything else. But the, the space to actually talk about those things, that the passing of the Queen, because of the connection in that over that long sense of time means that suddenly you're connected with things that came much, much earlier, you know, um, connections with, um, oh, I don't know, like, oh, even like older family who had maybe a greater sense of connection to the queen or whatever, you know, like we and our family got, um, number of people who kind of been involved in military life over the years and that kind of thing, have more chance to, to meet her or be, or you've been in locations where there was like an old picture of the queen, you know, like as a kid and you remember those older pictures of her as a younger lady and, and whatever. And it connects you with the people that you were with in those spaces as well. And I think there's, I think, I think it's, yeah, it's a really interesting moment because it does connect you with his, his, history i suppose um things that have happened previously and as a way of con connecting you with memories that you didn't realize and therefore i think there's a real depth to the to the connection that people are having beyond beyond the sense of oh the queen is dead um and those who would want to shout kind of long live the king and those who would want to mourn her as a as a head of was she a head of state or at least mm. you no know, mourn her as a monarch and that kind of thing um i think it really really can impact all of us um even if it's just to make us really angry because it reminds us about um the the kind of colonial impact of monarchy in terms of the imbalance and the um inequality that is highlighted i mean people mm. talking about the the way that um there's no kind of inheritance tax or whatever but basically mm. if, if to be, let's be honest i mean if if anyone who's in a tax bracket to be able to afford their own accountant they're probably not paying any inheritance tax anyway because they divided and squirreled away stuff here there and everywhere so they don't need to so i don't quite understand why that's brouhaha but you know like i think it it touches on a bunch of stuff it's not just oh there was this lady who's no longer here it's just that it's a real what was macron's comment um the french president kind of saying that um she gave us a, a sense of eternity that there was a connection with across generations and across cultural divides and um there is, I think, that that kind of uniting thing. It's probably there at a world level because everybody, say everybody, a lot, an awful lot of nations had personal contact with the Queen and at least were aware of her and connected with her. And so, therefore, the the impact of this is is far reaching. Yeah, and I think you know, as you're sharing, you're making me think. Gosh, I'd not really noticed that. But you think of cultural things like the, you know, you saying that about her wide connection. Okay, they're a different kind of family, obviously. But the same things that we experience when we go through grief, we're seeing within this family played out in a very public way. So everybody, when, or most people, when they go through the loss, particularly of a parent or grant, you know, that whoever's the next generation in front, you suddenly have this awareness. You don't become, we don't use these as terms, you don't become king or queen, but you you do move. You move into like, I remember Lisa having a strong sense of, oh gosh, my pa my parents are now gone. Now I'm at the front, as it were. I'm that I'm the next generation or I'm the top of that family tree who's alive still or whatever, however you want to express that. Um and 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 as well, you know, that that again, I will perhaps not know the absolute truth of it, but what gets written about family families and the the um what's the word the you know um dysfunctions of a family you know that 
different family members and their lives get brought but brought to the surface again during grief when you mm-hmm. come together and the fact that her grandsons you know they made a fuss of you know whatever the truth is of the relationship between them at the moment you know that again that comes out in grief when you when we come together in grief we say like, you know the family comes together and it's like oh gosh there are tensions there and all those sorts of things and yet particularly when you have a strong figure in the family like a matriarchal figure or even patron whichever it is you know that that people to some degree set aside those tensions or are willing whilst you know in 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 terms of responding to that person to behave the way they are and even what you're saying because it made me think last night watching that i watched some of that journey back to buckingham palace and the commentator made a comment at one point i thought I remember hearing a funeral director say this is something we've lost. He said he noticed as he watched this, whatever you call it, the procession, not wasn't it wasn't really a procession, but as you watched the journey, there were men along the, uh, particularly he referred to men. It's not, I don't know that women do this, but there were men along that, um, the road who would take their, their hat off as the, as the hearse went past as a sign of respect. And, even like you were saying, just the stopping of cars and things mm. and people just, I mean, it could, you know, you can just be whatever and say, well, they're just ugly, but they're pausing. And they, and it was said again and again and again, just how silent a lot of the route was. And I remember hearing a funeral director say this years ago, he said, we, he said, and, and I'm not sure this guy was a Christian, but he was, he said, we've lost something in society. He said, when, when we drive a family's loved one in the hearse, either to the building that were generally the church where they're going to hold themselves or to the crematorium or the cemetery. He said, people are rushing nowadays. He said he remembered the days within his lifetime where when a hearse drove down the road, people would stop. Mm. They would pause and acknowledge. And, and he, and he, I remember him saying the same thing. He said, is that funny word? I don't even know what the word, like people would doff their hats. Mm. Is that, is that how they say it? whatever doffing your hat means but they would do that and he said we've lost that and i thought when he said that last night i thought wow wouldn't it be amazing if because we go at such a pace nowadays wouldn't it be amazing because actually this particular death her particular our queen's particular death has in some ways brought it's changed you know brought people to a standstill to some degree and i think it would be amazing to recover that that kind of kindness and love of one another in such a way that when somebody else is going through something that you think, yeah, just mm. you acknowledge at that moment that we are not individuals that there is, we are part of a, a society or a community where to show respect for, I mean, it just seems to me we just don't do that anymore. And even some of the change of behavior, like people trying to find ways of, like you were saying, whether it's marmalade sandwiches or laying flowers, again, people get very critical about couldn't the money of the flowers be put towards da-da-da-da. And, and I mm. hear that. But at the same time, people want to find a tangible way of expressing something about that person. And you see this again in our sort of everyday funeral services, don't you? People... Mm find their way in whatever form you know in our work and where we work it could be could be flowers it could be pouring some rum into a grave it could be whatever it might be lip releasing a dove we want to find some way because we recognize it's one of those moments where something we we become it's interesting what you said about um 
President Macron's comment about, you know, um, how did you say it in terms of she returned? I'm going to misquote it, but I think he said she gave us a sense of eternity. Yeah, we certainly in those moments don't, we become aware of something bigger than ourselves or Mm. that there's more, perhaps there's more to life or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I and mm. and you can't, you know that that's a, we're watching this at macro level, you know, at a big level. In our micro kind of when we're when we're going through this as families in a much smaller way, um, these same sorts of things are are coming out. You know, people like still there's tensions, aren't there, around these sort of times? Mm. But mm. yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, that thing of of watching the royal family certainly is, um, yeah, just been on my mind. Like I and for for myself more than anything, like watching King King Charles as he is now, King Charles the um, Third, mm. and just like some of the way that he's been, like everything he does is under the microscope now. Mm. Everything he does is, I mean, it always has been. He's lived a life like that, but even more so. Like every single part of him, he is. He is judged. He's compared to the the queen. Um, so there was an, uh, was it? I think it was when he went to the House of Parliament that he he was trying he was trying to get somebody to move a piece of kind of table furniture, yeah. and he was just kind of flapping his hand, kind of thing, looking a bit indignant, like kind of just somebody else move this when he's sat at the table and kind of clearly could have just moved it himself or whatever. And um, yesterday he was trying to, there was something he had to sign with like a, I think it was like a fountain pen or something and the pen was not cooperating or whatever. And again, kind of uh, riled about that. Um, and, and a lot of people kind of jumping up and down going, oh, like he's so impatient and what 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 kind of toddlery tantrums he's throwing and look at what an entitled so-and-so he is. And it, at the same time, like if, if your mum has just died, like you, we, I, mean, I don't know, we, we'd say to people in grief, like you, there's no, there's no right way of doing this. There's no, there's no wrong or right way of grieving or engaging in bereavement. And however you, however you react, whatever your behavior is like or whatever, like that, that, that simply is this at this point, you know, like there's no, there's no judgment on, on any of that. And yet to, to have to go through grief whilst under that kind of scrutiny, as well as suddenly having to be the king um is a monumental um load to bear you know like that's 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 very i don't know i that's there's a there's a really challenging waters to navigate um and i'd I'd be to to not you can't i don't know that thing of like you can't go to pieces at a moment's notice or whatever you have to be you're always kind of guarded and and everything else in a way that so so many people I've known walking through grief, you know, that the waves and everything, actually, you, you never know where they're going to hit. And yet he has to put himself in the, in the kind of program and the trajectory that he needs to do kind of a bureaucracy in terms of bureaucracy and um, going through all the stages of becoming king and, and everything else, let alone, let alone actually grieving for the loss of his mother. Um yeah, and that's, again, it's so. I mean, he's doing it at a level that not, I would not fancy doing at all. But again, we, in a in a in a different way, perhaps we still. Um, how was I going to say? I was just thinking that you, you know, we still have to know. Uh, like when you get squeezed, what's really inside you is going to come out, kind of thing. Yeah, and yep. and 
how you are in those sort of settings there are moments to kind of agree but there are moments even within that time when you know what you're modeling to others around you like you know and i i think i think we would certainly pray for him as he takes on and transitions into this role because when you think about queen it's hard to think even on one hand of the times when she was picked up on behavior like that and yet it's not hard to think of a little handful of things where he's made an unguarded comment that's been caught or he's as you say just and i a totally different context when he's in the midst of losing his mother i think you gotta you gotta give him because because having said that the flip side is i thought his speech that he made as he you know as as his first one that we addressed the nation's king i thought was outstanding you know and it, i think how he's handled himself in some aspects of it been phenomenal but mm. he'll have to learn very very quickly i guess well no i mean he's not unaware of that that it's a different level when suddenly you're the person who's you know i imagine it's different when you it's different again when you shift from the the very public positions he's held to being actually the king you know and as you said everyone's going to watch every move that you that you make but that's true of all of us you know when you're when your family members when your friends when your children are watching you and how you react in situations it's it's formative isn't it when you do that it's, and it's a it's a really challenging thing to try and mm. Mm. um to know how to be in those sorts of situations and i think again for me that's and the queen said it of herself again and again just how her faith kind of shaped that in her but i really i like that phrase as well that came out um oh but i'm gonna forget it now she said um she kind of one of those what do they call them? One of those sorts of um uh, what's the word for it? Like a strap mile or whatever that you um her slogan. The Queen had a slogan. Queen had a slogan, no, where she said, um <laughs> like never never complain, never explain. Oh. Was that what do they call that? Axioms, isn't it? Like an axiom. Like yeah. ne never like something you try and live by. Never complain, never explain. Like uh, yeah, okay, I guess you take it as you will, like mm. Yeah, she just she was just, just a master at operating in the part. I just think she dedicated herself to do it, and I think yeah, yeah. I think yeah. admirably her faith shaped that in many ways. And he has the king has said that he would want to take that, as it were. He didn't use that language, but want to take that baton on and lead mm. in a similar way. And mm. I think yeah, we need we need to be prayerful for him definitely. And I think for me, like it it highlights in me, like like you say um how you view others and and everything else like whether it's whether it's looking at king charles whether it's looking at the kind of vitriol and um self-righteousness on twitter and social media um but so easy to look at the world as kind of jesus jesus said you know you're, you're looking at all the all the specks in other people's eyes and mm. like trying your best is like how do i judge this person king charles he's been king charles he's been king for 24 hours now is he a good king he's probably not like you know like <laughs> rather than like looking at barely the, start <laughs> yeah like looking at the planks in our own eyes of just our our immediate desire to judge the immediate mm. desire to judge on whether prince charles well king charles is making the right um right moves saying the right things going the right things did he shake enough people's hands did he shake too many people's hands you know and the people who are responding online in terms of like being um condescending about uh people's freedom of speech or not and kind of like 
you know it not, i was surpri not surprised but like again it just highlights to me like the judgment within myself the desire to kind of break down everybody into goodies and baddies and and whatever and to kind of um to, it's easier just to live in an echo chamber of people that i agree with um but what that does i mean that everybody has the same blind spots everybody's got the same plank in their eye that nobody's looking at um and and so so for me it's a it's again that chance to just kind of be like well that kind of judge judge not lest you be judged but that kind of not not so not just to avoid judgment for myself but like there i was almost like but there but for the grace of god go i you know that we're all we all have this humanity within us and there is there maybe is a chance to be a bit more unified in it if we could put down our kind of judgmental eyes and judgmental words with others for a second and actually to engage in in this thing to see what see this thing that has happened you know and i think there's on on top of that the the other thing um one be there's two other things with with the queen that sense of eternity i think for me it's that reflection of uh, some of us as oh yeah unfortunately well i say unfortunately but boris boris johnson said in part of his said that kind of there was this feeling that she would go on forever and i think there's something very appealing about having a king or queen who rules justly or acts lovingly and mercifully and is always present that kind of sense of eternity like to have to have somebody who is good to have somebody is good and occupies that space for all eternity you know there's a window into god in all of this there's a window mm. into finding someone who will occupy that position of of king king of kings lord of lords and hold that space over all things for all time and say i'm not going anywhere mm. I will mm. always be good. I will always be here. I will always be always always occupy this space um so that people know there is goodness in the world and I find that very yeah compelling and very very comforting. And so yeah, I suppose as the the individual there's that kind of maximalist kind of view of of God and eternity. But also like conversations on death, conversations on grief, it's a chance to have them, you know, to talk about them, to mm. talk mm. about how we show respect and how we um talk about death you know that that someone we love has died you know people are irreplaceable um and yet we we're often so bad at, at talking about it and you know there's an opportunity now as like i was saying that this kind of triggers our remembrances of other family members of others who've passed of friends of connections because they too had a connection with the queen or whatever there's a chance to to talk about it even even if it's it's a connection with a family member who was a strong republican and anti-queen and everything and you know that it still connects you with that person you know because you think of the things that they would have been saying or the way that they would have been reacting and therefore you know i wonder if there's there's a way in which we can within the collective grieving which for some people seems like a lot of just noise and bluster and nonsense but but there's there's a chance for a conversation about grief you know there's a chance yeah, to talk about it and you i think you were saying to me the other day and you again and we're I I think you know just the way again you can you've made a couple of th points that I think are really helpful because you in some ways no matter what you do someone's going to criticize it in some way or whatever I would and it's yeah, like that yeah. kind of it's <laughs> like that it's like that Mother Teresa thing of we'll just do it anyway you know like for any of us you once you put your head above the parapet in any situation to try and lead or to try and be an example whatever it is people are going to fire things at you and you've got to 
you've just got to know what your convictions are and how you want to try and live it out and think I can't it's hard it's hard but I can't I can't do anything else but I just thinking I was more thinking about the way in which within a very short space of time Charles has kind of connected with you know the 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 wider kind of relational connections across you know Wales Scotland Ireland and so on and you were saying the other day I think about you you picked up on a story in in Ireland where yeah was I, I wasn't sure about this you know like that it was it was one that I and if anyone's listening um yeah it was one one I used on Sunday because it came from all all points um John John Simpson you know the he's a BBC news reporter like was he a war mm. correspondent and everything else and yeah, I thought yeah. this was this I don't know you kind of think oh okay but it was I think the the story the story or the kind of little um I don't know whatever it is anecdote is that in a in an Irish Republican pub that on the on hearing the death of the queen that there was a it was not it was not met with complete celebration or anything else like that but that there was a there was a kind of a quiet respect in the room or whatever um however the more i've thought about it and the more other responses i've seen to that as to how unlikely that is to have actually happened um i'm not quite sure however i think there is a strong sense of respect from areas that wouldn't usually have good relations with the english i think well yeah and if Okay, but then if nothing else, and one of the things Charles paid tribute to in his mother was how significant sort of small gestures, apparently small gestures can be. Um, And he cited her, you know, being willing to sort of shake hands and reconcile um, with, as it were, perceived enemies who had caused her own family loss. And, And, you know, you think, that's no small thing, is it? That's no small thing. How many of us just generally, you know, when it comes to our struggles to try and reconcile, even in family life, when again, when it comes out in grief, you know, how many times have we led families through that same part of life and you are aware of tensions in the room and you think, oh, if only, you know, if if, if the loss of you, off, oh, I sometimes perhaps they've even said it, you know, that your loved one that we're remembering today would would probably their greatest wish would be that parts of their family would reunite mm. or whatever and um yeah anyway I think she that was another kind of tribute that came out that said that you know, as a person she demonstrated that again and again in terms of um sort of leading reconciliation and like you say mm. and I was wondering because it it kind of brings it all the way back to kind of what's been going on in our own church community where we're trying to work out how do you how do you build a network a, a community of people where sometimes there are tensions and sometimes there are differences of opinion sometimes it goes even beyond that that you actually upset one another because of your points of view or because of things that get said or done mm. and yet how do you do you just fracture or do you do you attempt to sort of reunite um, on a regular basis to keep this community going. And I think what our Queen has led us in, in many ways, is a demonstration of somebody who's done her best to try and do that mm. Mm. and model it. And I think it's it's modeled something very powerful. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm going to need to be inspired by that this afternoon because I'm, I'm going to go home and have a conversation with Sarah about... I think it would be really important for me to go and see the Queen. And um, I think I'll probably just need to leave her with the two kids for maybe 30, 40 hours. Um, and I'm sure that'll be fine. And we'll just, we'll navigate their conversation. You know? <laughs> she'll, she'll go for it, right? <laughs> I think she'll be. <laughs> Thanks for listening. What other stories have you been connected with this week? How has the passing of one person brought back memories of others? And whose reactions have you been most indignant about? Tweet us at Intent Talk to join the conversation or email us to jim at ballonbaptist.co.uk. You can find out more about the Ballon Baptist Church community through our YouTube channel or you can find us on Instagram at Ballon Baptist. We'll see you next time.